today's daf is Nedarim daf Chafhei. We left off on the very top of daf Chafhei Amaral. If we started a discussion yesterday that we're going to continue today, whether a person is takes a shavua al das atzma, which means that he comes up with his own language, he translates something in his own mind that a certain word means a certain thing. For example, he says that I saw the number of people kiyotze mitzrayim, and maybe when he says uh, people, he was really referring to little ants, and in his mind, his language is that people are little ants. So we are going to discuss for the first half of the daf today, whether people do that, whether we have to be concerned that someone is taking a shavua with his own language in mind. The Gemara is going to have two rayos that people do, that, that people do take a shavua, al-das atzmo, and, uh, then, and, and the Gemara is going to reject each raya, but the second raya is going to be from Moshe Rabbeinu. How Moshe Rabbeinu was mashpia klalishol, narvus moav, al-da'atov, al-das ha-makom. On the das of Moshe Rabbeinu and on the das ha-makom. And what he was trying to accomplish by saying it specifically in that way, the Gemara is in fact going to have eight alternative Lashonos that Moshe Rabbeinu could have used to get the same point across instead of saying that it's al-da'atov, al-das ha-makom. Then on the very bottom of Amid Alf, the Gemara is going to talk about the Nidre Havai that we discussed in the Mishnah of saying that I saw a Nachash Kikoras Beis Habad, a snake that's like the beam of an olive press. Well, what's so strange about a snake that's, that's as big as the beam of an olive press? We actually have such a thing? So the Gemara is going to explain what exactly the Mishnah meant by that. The Mishnah on the top of Avon Beis is going to give three basic models of Nidre Shkagos. What exactly Nidre Shkagos means? The Gemara is immediately going to discuss what about Shavuos Shkagos? And then at the end of the Daf, we're going to talk about a person who takes a nether not to eat for a certain amount of days and included in the period of time that he commits not to eat for are days of Shabbos and Yantif. So what do we do with that nether? Do we assume that just Shabbos and Yantif are cancelled but the rest of the days are included in the nether? Do we assume Hutar Mitzaso, Hutar Kulo? That's going to be the final discussion in the daf. So again, we, we finished yesterday by, uh, by, by, by uh, m- pointing out that Ki Mishtaba Daitid Don Mishtaba that even though a person may take a shavua that uh, that he saw ka'olim mitzrayim um, and uh, and what he might have meant by saying ka'olim mitzrayim is that he saw a bunch of bugs that he saw six hundred thousand bugs we don't have to worry about that because we assume that when a person takes a shavua he speaks the language that we're speaking so if he says he saw ka'olim mitzrayim he means he saw the amount of people ka'olim mitzrayim he does not mean that he saw an amount of bugs that are ka'olim mitzrayim we assume that Adaita did done Mishtaba. There is a machlokus we shown him what the reason is that, uh, that, that, that uh, what he's having in mind, that he has in mind that it's ants, doesn't make a difference. Why is it that we ignore what he's having in mind? That if he says, I saw the number of people, call him Mitzrayim, that we assume that it actually means people, and we ignore what was in his mind. The Rush writes in Dibra Maskal Adaita that we don't believe him that he was having in mind that it's ants, that it's little bugs. We, we, if he said that he saw people, we assume that that's what he really had in mind. So the implication of the rush is that if for some reason we would know that that actually was his kavana, then it would help the fact that he called the malim ole mitzrayim. That would, uh, that, then, then the shavuah would be a valid shavuah for, uh, for ants, and it would not be a valid shavuah 
for people. The Ritva, however, says that even if we believe him that that was his kavana, we ignore his personal kavana because no one else on earth calls Nemalim Ole Mitzrayim. Only uh, this guy referred to ants as Ole Mitzrayim. And therefore, regardless of what he was thinking, we still assume that it really means people, that it doesn't, that it doesn't mean ants. The Rush also asks, so we had a Mishnah earlier, that if a person is Nadar Becherim, and uh, he said that it lost that I didn't really mean that it should be money designated for Hegdish. What I really meant is I didn't mean that it should be some sort of fishing net or something. So means which is a Dover another and would therefore be a binding nether. And thus, in Lashem in, Adam, in, generally speaking, does not mean some fishing net. But nevertheless, we said that if he's a Tamil we believe him that he really meant and he doesn't need to be shoal on the neder, the whole neder is, uh, is nothing. So why is it that, that, we, that we say that kolonotar, uh, why would that be the case if we say kolonotar isn't that against this Gemara? Our Gemara says that we assume the language the guy is speaking is the language that we speak, and the language that we speak doesn't mean fishing nets. So the Rosh says when we say in the Mishnah that he means that's not totally out of left field. That's not completely uh, incorrect. I mean, people call Chermo Shalyam Cherem also. It's just that normally Stam Cherem is Cherem Shal Hegdish. But over here, to refer to Ole Mitzrayim as bugs, uh, to bugs as Ole Mitzrayim, rather, that's totally unusual. That's, that's, uh, that's completely um, different than what anyone else would refer to it as. So two lines from the top, ask the Gemara, does a person not take a Shavua speaking his own language, having his own, his own thoughts uh, in mind, attaching his own meaning to the words that he's saying. But don't we have a brisa? So that when Bezin is mashbia a person, when Bezin makes a person take a shvua, omlimlo they say to him, "Have a yodeya shelo al tenaisha belibcha nu mashbino sach ela alda atenu valdas Bezin." That you need to know merosh. You need to know to start with that the uh, that it's not on you, on whatever you're thinking in your mind that you, that 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 this uh, shvua is going to be chal. This shvua is based on our das, on das beizdin, on the words that you say the way they are understood by the beizdin who is, who is listening to it. La fuke mai, what are they trying to accomplish? La la fuke dasaglu leskunduri vasklun shmazuzi. Aren't we trying to, uh, to, to exclude a case where maybe the guy would have given little chips of wood and he would, and in his language he calls those zuzim, he calls those dollars, let's say, those little chips of wood, but they're not dollars. So he's going to say, oh, I, I, I swear I already gave this guy $500 bills. So I already paid back the $500 that I own. Now he took these little splinters of wood and he decided to call them $100 bills. So in his mind, he's telling the truth because it's in his language, he actually gave the guy $500 bills. So isn't that why Basin goes through this whole spiel? That we don't care what you're thinking, what meaning you attach to words. We're only focused on what the rest of the world, the meaning that the rest of the world attaches to those words. From the fact that we need to tell him this, the implication is that people sometimes will swear based on their own definition of words, based on their own language that they're making up. So don't you see that a person is mishtava al daita dinafshe? So says Marlo, la fuke mikanya derava. Maybe this is just coming to tell me to uh, to exclude not a case where a guy takes wood chips and calls those dinarim. No, rather it's talking about a case.
case, uh, to, 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 it's coming to solve the potential problem of a case like the Kanya de Rava, like the walking stick of Rava. What was the case of the walking stick of Rava? There was a guy that owed money to someone else. And they came to Rava. So he said to Lova, go, go pay me. He said, I paid you. So Rava says, you paid him? If you paid him, I want you to go swear that you paid him. He came with a walking stick. And he, he hollowed out the stick and he put money in the walking stick, in the cane. Uh, and he was walking along, leaning on this cane as he came to the basin. When I take the shvua, I'm going to have to be holding a safer Torah, so do me a favor. He said to the Malva, hold this stick for me. And the Malva's holding the stick, it's full of this money, unbeknownst to him. Nasav Sefer Torah, the Malva takes the Sefer Torah, and he takes the shvua that I paid him, everything that I owed him, because he he did. I already gave him everything that I owed him. He did. He's holding the stick right now. So he has everything that I owed him. He might give it back to me in a minute, but right now I gave him everything that I owed him. So Ahu Malva Ragaz, the Malva got so upset that he was lying. He thought that this uh, lover was lying, that he gave him all the money. Vitavrlu Kanya, he breaks the walking stick. And all the money comes spilling out onto the ground. It turns out that he was swearing the truth. So that's why we say Aldaz based and we, we tell anyone who's taking a Shavuah, whatever tricks you're up to, forget about your tricks. Your Shavuah is not about what's actually happening based on your tricks. It's, it's based on what, what we perceive is happening. So the, the idea of Aldas Bezin is not to, to preclude a case where a guy is coming up with his own language. Over here, in the case of Rava, it wasn't his own language. It was a trick that he had where he actually fulfilled the payback of the, of the money. So that's what we're trying to preclude. That's what we're trying to, uh, to, to, to preempt. That that should not be a, uh, that he should not, that, that such a Shavua he should realize is Sheker. Because it's all done al-das based in, not al-das what he's going, what's going on in his own mind. So a lot of discussion about this story of the Kanya the Rava. The Ben Yoyada asked the most fundamental question. How would you label this story? The walking stick of Rava? That's mislabeling the story. It was not Rava's walking stick. It was that guy's walking stick and he just happened to stick a lot of money into the... Rava happened to be the, the Dayan in the Beisdin that was, uh, that was dealing with it. So the, uh, the, the Ben Yoyada points out that there's a Mishnah Masecha Shabbos that talks about the Paraso Shalom Azariah had a cow that used to go out on Shabbos with a ritzua, with a strap between its horns on Shabbos and the Chacham were not at all happy about it. And the Gemara over there says it wasn't really Rav ben Azariah's cow, because Rav ben Azariah never would have allowed his animal to violate uh, Malacha, to be a violation of Shvisas Behema on Shabbos like that, never would have happened. No, what was it? It was Rav ben Azariah had a neighbor, and his neighbor allowed her cow to go out like that, and Rav ben Azariah didn't say anything to, uh, to give her Musa about it to try to stop it, and because he had the ability to stop her, and he chose not to do anything about it. It's Nikreal Shemo. We say that it's his cow, so forever it's recorded in the Mishnahis that it's his fault. So says Ben Yoyada, maybe it's a similar thing over here. What happens? A guy comes to Rav 
Bezdin. Rav says, I think you have to take a Shavua. The guy says, okay, let me just go home and get my cane. So Rav probably right then should have said, well, wait a second. Why can't you take a Shavua right now? What do you need to go home and do homework on, uh, on how to take a Shavua? Very strange. Rav should have realized that something was fishy over here. The fact that Rav, through not uh, calling out what seemed like uh, like suspicious behavior, uh, was 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 allowing this guy to uh, to to to, uh, to plan and uh, and implement this trick. So that's why it's called Kanya de Rava. That's why it's called the walking stick of Rava. Another uh, interesting point the Achronim discuss over here, it says that Nasav Sefer Torah Vishtava Depari Kalmad What kind of Shavua was this? Meaning, this is a Shavua Benikitas Chefetz. Obviously, he's holding a Sefer Torah. Sounds like it's a Shavua Daraisa. So, uh, why was the guy Chayev a Shavua Daraisa? The Ran writes that the love was Moda Bemixas. Even though it doesn't sound away from the Gemara, he says it must not have been that. that you owe me hundred dollars, no, I owe you nothing. It must have been that you owe me hundred dollars, I owe you fifty. And in that case, you're chayiv eshvur midaraisa when you're modav mitzvah The Ritva and other rishonim say that the lover was kofar akol. That no, it's like the Gemara sounds like it says that he denied everything um, and he denied the entire alva. And it's a sh- therefore only eshvur's heses midarabanan. So that's the question. Then why is it that there's a nikitas chayfetz? Why is it that he has to hold the sefer Torah when he takes the sh- so, uh, so you clearly, if someone takes a shvur daraisa, you need in the kitas chefetz. That's the gemara shvur stuff lamerches, and that the the kitas chefetz means told the sefer Torah or it's filling, just like we find by Avram Avinu that he uh, when he was mashbia Eliezer, they would find a wife for Yitzchak. He made him uh, touch the makom hamila. That's the uh, the nikitas chefetz that uh, that he did. There's machlokes rishonim whether shvur heses requires nikitas chefetz or not. The Ran writes that. No, only a shvur daraisa, which is a shvur chamura, requires holding a sefer Torah in order to frighten the person, intimidate the person. But someone who's kofar akol, where it's only shvur sasis, only shvur midrabanan, doesn't have to hold the sefer Torah at the time that he uh, that he takes the shvur. And over here says the ra, and the fact that this fellow is holding a sefer Torah is the greatest raya that this must be a shvur daraisa, so it must be a modubimixas case. But the ritva, the shidim gbetzas, rabbeinu tam quoted in the ritva, all prove that even by shvur you need Nikita Schefetz just like by Shwadaraisa, and therefore the, it could be the reason the guy is doing the kitas chayfets over here is that uh, nothing to do with shvur daraisa because the, there's just a certain uh, format to the way a shavua is taken and that format includes nikitas chayfets whether it's a shvur daraisa or whether it's a shvur darabanan. Some sofer just points out that the ran holds that we're talking about a shvur daraisa over here. The, the gears in the gemara is de pare kolma da havale Right? What's his shvur? His shvur is that he paid him everything that he owed him. But if it's a mother mixus, why is he taking a shvua that he paid him everything that he owed him? That should not be the shvua. So you see that it's a kofra call that it's not a mother mixus. The Rashash, in defense of the Ran, says it could be that Rava first told him, okay, pay the rest, pay whatever uh, you don't owe him, and then take a shvua that you paid the original. So, so once he paid the rest, meaning if you said that you paid him uh, $60 out of the 100 so pay the other 40 now, and then take a shvua. So it could be that 
that's what he did. He already paid the the rest of it, and then he was taking a, uh, a shavua that he paid that he, that he paid everything, and that that would be the proper lashon of the shavua. So how do we pass into the shavua? Says this require nikitas chefetz or not? Shulchanar choshemishpatzim peizayin paskins shavua says does not require. Uh, uh, we do not require the guy to hold the sefer Torah. That's the shavua says. There are other shavuos drabanan where uh, where you do require holding a sefer Torah, like habali paraminichse somli parel b'shavua. That would require uh, holding a sefer Torah, but Shavuos Hesis does not. The Shulchan Aruch says, and then the Ramah quotes from the Marik that if the Dayan Paskin to swear Shavuos Hesis been Nikitas Chefetz, and that meaning the Dayan Paskin incorrectly and said that you need a Nikitas Chefetz when you take a Shavuos Hesis, and the guy said, I don't want to hold the sefer Torah and take a Shavuah and a sefer Torah. I'd rather pay than do that, and he paid. It's a toast with Var Mishnah v'Chozer. The Ramah Paskins unbelievably that that's considered the Dayan made mistake. A fundamental error that's called the Torah Bidvar Mishnah, and therefore the money goes back. The whole the whole court case was a mistrial because it's not that he made an error in judgment by passing one way versus the other way. That's an obvious halacha that everyone needs to know that there's no such thing as nitkitas chayfets on a on a shvuas So the shach disagrees with the marik and he says, "What are you talking about? Half the rishonim say that there's nitkitas chayfets by shvuas So it's not how can you call that a Torah Bidvar Mishnah? But that's the the discussion." Whether that would be called a Tabidvar uh, Mishnah or or not. Um, okay, the um, the uh, all right. Let's go weiter. So that was all one raya that people are mishtav al das nafshei, and we rejected the raya. So says more raya number two. Vakati lo avid Does it really not happen that a person makes up his own language and takes the shvua having his own language in mind? Vatani we have a price of a chen matzin b'Moshe Rabbeinu k'sheshpia sisol barvus moav when Moshe Rabbeinu was mashpia klali sol at arvus at arvus moav. Amrlam he said to them that he was them to keep the Torah, right? That they were going to have to take a shvur, that they were fully committed to keeping the Torah. So he said to them, I'm not being mashpia you with your own das, on your own das, it's on my das and the das of the Ribbon Shalom. And that's what uh, Moshe Rabbeinu says in the Pasuk, that it's not, oh, it's not with you alone, meaning it's not with your das that I'm being koris this bris, it's with my das and Hashem's das. So my Amalu Moshe Yisrael. What was Moshe trying to tell the Jewish people? Lav Hachik Amalu. Isn't he telling them the following? That Dilma Avrisun Mili Amrisun Al Daatenu. That maybe you're going to do some sort of Avera and you're going to say, Oh, I never committed to that. I had in mind when I said that I was going to keep the Torah, that I was going to keep this mitzvah. That uh, when you know, when I said I was going to keep the mitzvah of Lulav, I had in mind that Lulav means uh, whatever. That I'm going to check my email. Every morning, and it doesn't mean that I'm actually that I'm that I'm actually going to take a lulav. That's that's my language. That's what I have in mind. So mishamach yarmulu al dati. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu had to say, no, it's not what you're having in mind. It's not what your language is. It's al dati. It's based on what my language is. La fuke mai lav la fuke dasikas shmal avodz chavim eloha. Isn't isn't it where uh, isn't the the purpose? Because people might say, yeah, I'll be committed to God. I'm going to serve God, and really they. In their mind, they're thinking Avodah is Eloka, so that's the uh, that, that's what they mean when they say God that they're going to serve an Avodah Zara. So Machal David in Shemeshava died to the So you see that a person takes a Shvua died to the He'll make his own.
own language up. And in his language, that word Elokav refers to not God, but refers to an Avodah So he's committing to worship Avodah So you see that Moshe Rabbeinu had to preempt that by saying that, no, it's al da'ati v'al das ha'makom. So you see that a person is Moshe al das nafshe. And so Gemara lo, Avodah kochavim ikri Eloha d'chsiv uv'chol Elohim Yitzrayim. No, it's not that the, the, in this guy's own language that nobody else speaks, the word Eloha might refer to Avodah Zarah. No, it actually does. It, it, there are two meanings to the word. It's Eloka or Eloha. But it, it, it refers to Avodah Zarah or it could refer to Kodesh. So that's why Moshe Rabbeinu had to say that when you're committing to worship, to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you should realize that you're committing to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu because that's what I'm having in mind, that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is having in mind. And not whatever Avodah Zarah you might be having in mind. But it's not the person making their own language. So now the Gemara suggests eight alternative Lashonas that Moshe Rabbeinu could have used to get the same point across. So asking Gemara, Velishvi Yasun de Mekayimisun Mitzvos, why doesn't he make them take a shvah that they're going to be Mekayim Mitzvos instead of saying Eloka, just say Mitzvos. So Mashma Mitzvos HaMelech. The word Mitzvos may not so clearly imply that they're observing the mitzvahs as we know them, it could be that it's a reference to, uh, to, to, to mitzvah samelech. So what does that mean, mitzvah samelech? From Mepharish and Tosas, right? Mitzvah samelech means the mitzvahs that it says in Parsha Shoftim. So and this is what a king is allowed to do, that's mitzvah samelech. The rush says, no, mitzvah samelech means whatever the local king has, whatever rules the local king has, laws the local king passes, that's what the guy has in mind. That, uh, that it means mitzvah samelech, that he's going to observe those mitzvahs, but not the mitzvahs of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's why Moshe Rabbeinu could not, could not have used that language of, uh, that you're going to observe, uh, that you're going to observe mitzvahs. Um, it's interesting, we say that Moshe Rabbeinu's Mashpia, Klal Yisrael, Tos Tamid Rabbeinu Peretz over here, asks that if there's uh, no Torah, then there's no Shavua. So what's Moshe Rabbeinu making them take a Shavua that they're going to be the Torah? If they're not Mechabal the Torah, then why do they have to listen to the Shavua in the first place? Meaning, it's a chicken and an egg kind of thing. A Shavua is only binding because the Torah says says that a Shavuah is binding. So if not, what, what does it mean to take a Shavuah that you're going to actually observe the Torah? There is no observance of Torah without, there is no Shavuah without observance of Torah. So the whole Shavuah isn't binding. So he says that Ben Noach are also Musar HaKidosh Hashem and not to be Mechal Hashem B'Shavuah Shekhar. So it's a Chil Hashem B'Shavuah Shekhar and Ben Noach is Metzuvah on Kiddush Hashem. So it does, even without observance of the Torah the Shavuah should still be binding. That's what the Talmidei Rabbeinu Peretz right over here. It's a little bit of a strange thing to say, though, because if you actually look up the Gemara in Masech Sanhedrin, where it lists off the Sheva Mitzvah Spenei Noach, Dinim, Birchaz Hashem, Avodazara, Gilearayu, Shvichaz Damim, Gezel, Ever Menachai, doesn't say anything about Kiddush Hashem. So why does it... Uh, <laughs> It, it, how does he solve the problem by saying, yeah, it's considered a chil Hashem, it's a violation of Kiddush Hashem to take a false shvua by the Shem Hashem. Yeah, a guy is not mitzvah in that either. So why would we assume that a guy would be mitzvah in that? So the, uh, the, and not only that, the Yerushalmi in, uh, in, 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 in Shviyas writes that we learn from the Pasuk, that Dafka B'nai Yisrael are mitzvah in Kiddush Hashem. That's what the Rabbim writes in the fifth paragraph of Yisodei HaTorah. Kol Beis Yisrael mitzvah al Kiddush Hashem it's a very strange answer that he gives that and that's why the Shavu is going to be binding it doesn't seem that way that Gaim have any, have any such mitzvah 
And on Shulchan Aruch in Yerdea, separate point, the Shulchan Aruch paskins that someone who's chashed al davar is not neman on on that item even b'shvua. Meaning, let's say a person doesn't keep kosher, so we don't believe him about kashrus. So if a person personally doesn't keep kosher, you, you can't believe him, trust him about what's kosher, what's not kosher, even if he takes a shvua. So the Shach writes because since he's chashed to be over a shvua, he's mushvah yomid. Because the reason we wouldn't believe him even with a shvua is because he's also chashed to be over a shvua. Why is he chashed to be over a shvua? Because if he doesn't keep keep kosher. He's violating the shvua of Mushbavomid Mer Sinai that the Jewish people have to eat kosher. So he's already in violation of a shvua, so he's automatically going to be chashud on, uh, on, on every shvua. So it sounds like this shvua that Moshe Rabbein was Meshbir Klali so actually has the full status of a shvua. And anyone who violates it is in violation not just of the Avera, but of a shvua as well. So the Chaznish in Yeridea, uh writes that uh, he points out that if that were the case, so it's not just something that, uh, that someone who's chashed al-davar should not be neman even with a shvua. Any Avera kala that a person does, any little Avera person never speaks Lashon Hara, he should never be allowed to take a shvua in Beisdin because he violated the shvua that Kodesh Baruch said in Arsina, you're not allowed to speak Lashon Hara. Meaning, how literally do we take this? If you take this literally, this is a shvua, and therefore violation of any mitzvah in the Torah is also a violation of a shvua, then no one would ever be allowed to take a shvua because everyone has violated something at some point. So how could you say, so everyone's violated a shvua. So the Chazanish writes, Moshe Rabbeinu was not mashpia, Klal Yisrael Navrasmov with a shvua mamish. It was a bris that he made with them that was like a shvua. But later generations are not chayiv mishum shvua if they're not mekayim uh, the Torah. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't believe that that would be an accurate way to assess uh, what, what a violation of the Torah uh, entails. So as Sigmar further, Moshe Rabbeinu could have used a different lashon. Why does he make them take Sure that they're going to be Mikhaim all the mitzvahs. Mashma mitzvah tzitzis, because all the mitzvahs would just imply that they have to observe the mitzvah of tzitzis. Damarar, shkula mitzvah tzitzis, connected kol mitzvah shabbatorah, because the mitzvah of tzitzis is equated to all of the other mitzvahs in the Torah. So kol mitzvahs might just mean the mitzvah of tzitzis, right? That's what we say, that the gematria of tzitzis is uh, 600, and then you have the uh, five knots and the eight strings, so it's 613 is the, uh, the that's what Rashi and Chlemish says, that tzitzis in some way represents all of the mitzvahs in the Torah. Rameir Arik in the Sefer Tel Torah points out Tzitzis isn't the only mitzvah that represents that in some way is representative of all the mitzvahs in the Torah. We have this statement, Chazal say this about other mitzvahs as well. The Gemara Bab Basu Daftes says that Tzedakah is Shkula Kenegad Kolam Mitzvahs. The Sifri in Parshas Re'eh says Yishavaret Yisrael is Shkula Kenegad Kolam Mitzvahs in the Torah. Later on in the Dharm we're going to have that Mitzvahs Mila is Shkula Kenegad Kolam Mitzvahs Shabbat Torah. So uh, it's not in the Yavodah and Mila, so you have, so uh, the the uh, so, so don't you see therefore that it's not only tzitzis. The Gemara, for whatever reason, decides to highlight to highlight uh, tzitzis specifically, but uh, because maybe because it's most explicit, the pasuk says by tzitzis man tiskru vasisem as kol mitzvosai. So you see that by tzitzis, it's most likely that that would be their kavana if they're lying and they're saying that we're going to commit to kol, kol mitzvos that they really only meant the mitzvah of tzitzis because tzitzis is actually identified as being something that, uh, that relates to, uh, to, to Kala Torah in the Pasuk itself. In the Sefer Yafalalev, he quotes from the uh, Solas Belula, that if a person is, uh, when a person puts on tzitzis, he should be makabal on himself uh, not to violate any, uh, any of the 365 Losa and to fulfill all 248 Mitzvah Dafka when he puts on tzitzis. Why? What's the Indian dafka when you put on tzitzis? Because again, tzitzis represents on some level all 613 mitzvos in the uh, in the Torah. Um, 
Rimuka Yosef on the Rif in Hilchasitzis uh, and Benachus writes that someone puts on tefillin and is Masatev Petalis, he should first put on the Talis because that mitzvah is connected to Torah whereas tefillin is not connected to Torah Kula. So that's why the Talis comes before the uh, the tefillin, which is questionable. Others would would point out that on the, on that level tzitzis is very chashuv because connected kol mitzvahs in the Torah, but it's also not an obligation. Meaning, if you're not wearing a beggar of dal kanfos, then you're not technically chayiv to put on tzitzis, whereas tefillin is a kakapta de gavra, that every individual has an obligation to put on uh, tefillin. Nafkamin will be the questions discussed by the achronim, the halachas and others discuss what if a person can only do one or the other. So what's better? You can only get uh, a talis or you can only get tefillin. So which one should you do? Should you do talis or tefillin? So on the one hand, tzitzis represents kala torakula, but on the other hand, Tefillin is an actual chiyuv that you have a kerkafta de gabra, whereas tzitzis is not an actual chiyuv that a person has. It's only on. The, it's only when there is a beggar of dal kanfos. Okay, discussion in the poskim says Gemara Vaiter. Moshe Rabbeinu could have had a third, a third alternative. Have had a formulated shvua. Why didn't he make them take shvua that they're being mekayim Torah? So mashma Torah achas. Torah would imply uh, just one of the Torahs. Either Torah Shabbat or Torah Shabbat would not have implied both. Velishbe Yasun, a fourth alternative, the Mekayim Yusun, Toros. Let him take sure that they can be Mekayim Toros. Mashma Toros, Milcha Toros, Chatas Toros Hashem. Toros would imply just the Toros of the Karbanos, because that's how the Torah uh, introduces those Parshios. Fifth alternative, Velishbe Yasun, the Mekayim Yusun, Toros Umitzvos. Say Toros Umitzvos, then we'll know that he means everything. So Toros, Mashma Toros, Milcha Mitzvos, Mashma Mitzvos, Melech. Because then it would imply that he's doing Karbanos and whatever the king asks, but not that they're actually committing to doing uh, what Hashem wants. So let Moshe Rabbeinu offer, make them take a shwa that they're going to be Torah Kula, the entire Torah. Torah Kula, Mashma Avodzchavim. Torah Kula means Avodzara. It sounds like it means Avodzara. That Avodzara is so severe that anyone who denies Avodzara, anyone who denies Avodzara is like he's uh, he's acknowledging the validity of the entire Torah. So the seventh alternative, Why doesn't he make them take a shvua that they should mekayim Avodzara and Torah Kula? Inami sheish meos shalosh esri mitzvos, or make them take a shvur that they're going to fulfill six hundred thirteen mitzvos. Why just say serve Hashem the way Moshe Rabbeinu said it, and then he has to say al dati val You could skip al dati val and just say you are hereby committing that you're observing six hundred thirteen mitzvos, and that would have solved all the problems. Says Moshe Rabbeinu milsadol It's easier to say al dati val You're serving God than it is to go through a whole uh, you know this whole process of figuring out what what can I say that will definitely mean that they're observing the mitzvahs and they're not pulling any shtick with any sort of alternative understandings in their mind. It's interesting, this is another Gemara that tells us that there are 613 mitzvahs in the Torah. The, Ram, the Rambam in the Sefer HaMitzvahs identifies what the 613 mitzvahs are, like every Sefer HaMitzvahs does, and the Rambam's first hasada on the Rambam is who said that there are necessarily 613 mitzvahs? It's one little Gemara at the end of Matthews that says that there are 613 mitzvahs, that there are Tayyag mitzvahs in the Torah. 
But generally speaking, it doesn't really, we, we have Midrashim that say there are thousands of mitzvahs, Midrashim that say there are fewer mitzvahs, more mitzvahs, all different sorts of numbers of mitzvahs. But it's not just one little Gemara. The Ramban himself obviously points it all out because the Ramban quotes, shakes out every Maramakam on every single, you know, whenever the Ramban has Masik on the Rambam, it's never that the Rambam is arguing on one Gemara. It's always that the Rambam is arguing on every Gemara. I mean, the Ramban was a tremendous Baki in the way, in his style of writing. So, uh, but here you have another Gemara that just assumes naturally 613 is the number. So it seems that's the Shita Satam Bavli. So it's not so crazy to assume 613 is the, uh, is the correct number of, uh, of mitzvahs. Says Weiter that that an example of nedra vay is a person says that I saw a snake like a uh, like the like the, the beam of an olive press. Says the Gemara below, does such a snake not exist? There was a snake that existed in the years of King Shavur. They would put uh, thirteen giant bags of, of of straw in front of it, and it would be able to swallow all of them at once. So obviously it was very wide. So why is it so strange? Why is it considered nedra vay for a person to say that they saw such a creature? Amr Shmuel bitaruf. No, it doesn't mean the size of a kodesh beisabad. It means that it was uh, that, that that it had uh, it had indentations in it, like a kodesh beisabad. So kulun chashimitrov tarfi. All snakes are like that. So says agabo taruf kaminan. We mean on its on its back, on the back of its neck, that it's like that. The listening taruf. So why doesn't it say that? Why does it have to say that kodesh beisabad makes it sound like the size? It's teaching us a, a chiddush that we may not have known that the way the beam of the olive press should look is that it should have uh, should have these uh, these cuts along the back of the beam, and that's why the Mishnah is teaching us that agav this halach of nedarim. What difference does it make to us what a beam of an olive press should look like? Who cares what a beam of an olive press should look like? Says it's a big enough If there is ever a sale, a guy commits to selling a beam of an olive press and he delivers a beam but it doesn't look like the beam of an olive press it doesn't have so you have to know what a beam of an olive press is supposed to look like to know whether it's a mekach talus whether the person has a right to return it only if it meets this criteria if it has these uh, these slices along the back only uh, these gr- uh, grooves along the back only then is it considered karas uh, beis otherwise it's not considered to, to be a legitimate karas uh, Okay. Um, the, uh, okay. So let's see new mission now. Says the mission. There are three basic models of nidre shkagos that we could find, and they are as follows. First one is imachalti v'imshasisi. Uh, guy says, I take a neder if I ate anything or if I drank anything because he really thinks he didn't eat or he didn't drink, but then afterwards he realizes whoops, I did eat and I did drink I had just forgotten about it at the time that I was taking the neder so his neder was bishogeg, he really thought that he hadn't eaten anything or, drink, or drunk anything yet, or or he takes a neder that he will eat or that he or if he does eat or if he does drink, and then at the time that he eats and drinks, he forgot that he took the neder, and that's why he eats and drinks. But it's only because he forgot the neder. He forgot that he had taken the neder, so that's considered the uh, nidre shkagos. So we see that there are two types of, uh, of, of uh, nidre, nidre shkagos. In the, the first 
category has two examples. Either he asers a kikar if he eats or drinks, and at the time if he has eaten or eaten or drunk, and at the time he forgot that he had eaten, eaten or drunk, or he takes a, sh- a nether that if he eats or drinks in the future, the kikar will become aser, and at the time of the nether he wasn't a shogeg at all. It was just that afterwards he forgot and he was a shogeg and he ate and he drank. So the rush says that why is why is it that these two nedarim aren't chal? So in the reisha it's not chal because you need Shavim, that at the time that you take the neder, you need what's in his mind and what's, what's coming out of his mouth to be the same thing. So since at the time of the neder, he didn't have das to take a neder, it's not pivoli boshavim, because he thought that he hadn't eaten yet, so he wasn't really having das to take the neder. In the Sefer, he says, the reason it's not chal is because the Gemara derives himself from the Pasuk of Lechal Asher Yivate Adam that at the time that a person takes a neder, he has to have uh, the, 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 the das on it, and we learn the Dharm from Shavuos. So, uh, so it has to be even in the future that it has to be the Das that this is that he's going to keep that, that plan and uh, he d- didn't end up keeping that plan. So that's all first type of Nidresh Gagos. Second type of Nidresh Gagos. Amar Kona Mishti Nanisli Shagan Veskisi Bini. He takes the that his wife's not allowed to get enough from him because he says she has stolen from him or she has hit, she has hit uh, his child and then Vinoda Shalo Hikso Vinoda Shalo Ganva. Then it turns out all his accusations are false. It turns out that uh, he finds out later she didn't do any of these uh, any any of these things. So uh, so so that that's in Nidre Shkagos. The Yachronim discuss why isn't that a Pesach? Meaning, what do you mean Nidrish Kogos? Automatically, that should be a Pesach that we find for the Neder that you need to uh, that had you known that this was true, you never would have taken the sh- the, the Neder in the first place. Okay, third example of Nidrish Kogos: Rosan Ochlin Te'enim. He sees someone eating Te'enim. Va'amar Hare Alechem Karban, and he says Hare Alechem Karban that all the Te'enim that you're eating from my field, from my trees, should be like a Karban, should be ushered to you like a Karban. Vinimtsu Aviv Va'achiv Va'yumayin It turns out that the people eating the Te'enim him were a group of people that included his father and his brother. Now, he didn't want to make the Te'enim Asr to his father and his brother. He thought it was just a bunch of Ganavim coming into his field and eating his Te'enim. So, Beishamim says, the father and the brother are allowed to continue eating the Te'enim, but the other fellows in the group are not allowed to. Beishil says, everyone's allowed to eat the Te'enim. The whole thing is Nachal. It's Hutar Meksaso, so it's Hutar Kulo. Rav Zilberstein of Hashuk Echemet over here on the on Sheganva on the woman stealing his uh, his his wallet raises a question about a shidduch that if uh, 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 if if you know a girl is set up with a guy and the girl is thirty six years old and she's uh, set up with a guy she's looking desperately for a shidduch and the guy's a really good guy he just became a balchuva when he was in prison three years ago and uh, you know that he was in prison but you know if you tell the girl that he was in prison uh, for white collar crimes then uh, that that it would uh, that that it would nix she would absolutely nix the shidduch so uh, do you, uh, should you tell the girl, or should you not? Should you not tell her right away that he was in prison? So uh, I was excited by that because I asked that shout out to Rav Zilberstein. So that was uh, one of mine. So anyway, it has nothing to do with the sugya at all. Like most of Chashukim Chaim has nothing. But okay, all right. He says you have to say. Um, says the Gemara. Tanik Hashem Shnidre Shkagos Mutar and Kach Shvu Shkagos Mutaros. That just like Nidre Shkagos are Mutar, so to Shvu Shkagos are also Mutar. Hechi Dami Shvu Shkagos. What's an example of Shvu Shkagos? Kigon Rav Kanav Ravasi, like Rav Kanav Rav. 
Ravasi, Hadein Omar, Rav. One of them says, I take a Shvua that this is what Rav said. Vadein Omar, Rav. And the other one says, No, I take a Shvua that this is what Rav said. Each one's taking a Shvua that Rav said something else. Each one thinks that they're, that they're taking a Shvua, meaning each one thinks that they're absolutely certain that that's what Rav said. I mean, you have this sometimes that people, uh, two people will be in the same shir, they listen to the same Rebbe, and one of them swears that the Rebbe said one way, and the other one swears that the Rebbe said the other way. So uh, they both think that they're telling the truth. Raos and Ochlin, we said, if you see people eating the Te'enim, Tanan Hasan Poschin B'Shabbosos of Yom Tovim, that you're allowed to, as a valid Pesach for a Neder, a Shvua, you can, uh, you can uh, be Poschach B'Shabbos of Yom Tov, that if you took a Neder that you're not going to eat and for a month, but you didn't realize that Shabbos and Yom Tov is included in that time period of your neder, so, and you have to eat on Shabbos and Yom Tov. So that's a valid Pesach. They used to think that would mean that that Shabbos and Yom Tov you're allowed to eat, but the rest of the days that you committed to not eat, you're still not allowed to eat. Until Rabbi Akiva came along and taught, neder shutar hutar kulo. That if you matir part of the neder, then you matir the entire neder. The rush later on is going to say, if a person takes a neder to fast or not to eat basar for 30 days, and Shabbos and Yom Tov is chal, that he, that where you have to eat basar, uh, is, is, and, and Shabbos and Yom Tov obviously is within the 30 days, that you, that you have to eat basar during those uh, 30 days, and, uh, the, and, and, and it's going to be, to be chal. The Torah says that, uh, no, it's only by neder lis, lis anos that this, uh, this din applies. Not by neder not to eat basar. There's a big difference between fasting on Shabbos and Yom Tov versus not eating basar on Shabbos Yom Tov. There may be a further distinction between not eating basar on Yom Tov, where ain't simcha el basar, and there's a mitzvah simcha, versus not eating basar on Shabbos, which may not be as big a deal, because there's only a mitzvah of onek Shabbos, there's no mitzvah of simcha Shabbos. That's the discussion in the Rishonim and Achronim over here. Okay, Ba'ez Shalom, we'll pick up with the Amar Rabbah tomorrow. Oh, yeah.